Jobs in the private sector increase. GM plans for a big future. What's going on with oil? And Goldman Sachs makes a big call on steel. This is the Running With The Money Briefing. Let's get into it. And we are back. It is a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. We have the Dow Jones moving down 57 points, S&P down 2.36 points, and the NASDAQ up 21. Meanwhile, we had Asia mostly closed in the red aside from Shanghai. And you take a look at yields, and the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield is currently sitting at 1.528%, moving down 0.003. Meanwhile, oil, a topic of the market lately is actually moving to the downside of the day with WTI crude moving down 1.62%, Brent moving down 1.38 points, and nat gas also moving down nearly 10% today. Very interesting movements across the market. You take a look at the broader market, and we actually have somewhat of a technology bounce here, hence the outperformance on NASDAQ. We have Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Tesla, the mega cap tech names leading the way today. Um, and you take a look at the broader market, and some steam is being taken out of energy. Most of the market actually red, um, but those big mega cap tech names leading the way today. Now, getting into the the biggest headline of the day, or the biggest headlines, I should say. Um, we're going to take a look here first at private jobs data per uh, payroll processing firm ADP. That report came out this morning, and private jobs rose by 568 thousand for the month, and that's better than the estimate out of Dow Jones of four hundred twenty-five thousand. Now. This is also better um, and ahead, much better, of the revised uh, 340,000 reading in August and the initial um, report of 374,000 that we also saw in August. So better than August, 100%. Um, You take a look at what led this increase to 568,000 jobs or this increase of 568,000 jobs for the month in the private sector. And you see that leisure and hospitality, uh, that sector led job creation with 226,000 hires. Um, And then companies with 500 more employees, according to CNBC, led job creation with 390,000 hires in the private sector. So good stuff coming out of the private jobs numbers today in this morning's report. Now, at the end of the week, we do have the Labor Department's widely watched non-farm payrolls release. This is on Friday. Um, The estimation for that report, the Labor Department's report, this non non-farm payrolls number we're going to get on Friday is that basically it'll come in at 500,000 new jobs um, after the 235,000 that disappointed investors in August. So that's something to pay attention to. Once again, Friday morning, we're going to get the Labor Department's non-farm payrolls release and the estimation out of Dow Jones and Economist is 500,000 new jobs. It'll be interesting to see if we get that. Now, shifting into these big plans over at GM. GM is planning for a big future. This headline just coming across the board in the past hour here. In General Motors plans to double annual revenues 
and grow profit margins um, by the end of this decade, so the next 10 years in essence, or in the next, well, pretty darn close, over the course of the next nine to 10 years. Now, the automaker announced the new revenue target or a new revenue target um, and a fatter projected, unquote, fatter projected operating margin between 12 and 14% on Wednesday when they released this information that's today, just about an hour ago. And this is kicking off or is the, or this is at the start of GM's two-day investor meeting. Um, And supposedly a lot is going to come out of this investor meeting. So GM will be a name to watch. They're going to break down their business model or what they want to shift their business model to over the course of the next t- roughly 10 years or few years. Um, They want to talk about EVs, um, electric vehicle manufacturing, uh, their battery technology, their services-based or their new services-based business model. That'll be interesting to see. CEO Mary Barra today told reporters, quote, when you look at all of the investments we've been making for five years plus, that's what positions us today to really be in execution mode. We have great confidence in our ability to grow revenues. She went on to say that she expects revenue growth to be much better um, given the services-based business uh, with moderate growth uh, other than its traditional vehicles and operations. Uh, So there's very interesting stuff coming out of GM and CEO Mary Barra basically saying that they're going to shift over um, to more of a Tesla-based business model almost. Very interesting. Um, More of a techie autoplay rather than anything. And they say this is going to significantly boost revenues. Now, they also confirmed at the start of this big GM investors event that's going to go on for the course of the next two days um, that they do plan to rapidly increase the manufacturing of electric vehicles. So they plan to rapidly scale um, with more than 50% of North America and China plants capable of producing the vehicles. So very interesting stuff coming out of GM and CEO Mary Barra. And this data was per CNBC. Now, where is oil going? We got an interview with John Driscoll this morning, not I, um, one of the major media outlets. And there was an article on this and I figured I better bring it to you. And by the way, John Driscoll, he has over four decades of experience within the supply chain, oil supply chain and industry. And he is the founder of JTD Energy Services. So what in the world did he have to say um, about energy? Well, he said, quote, what I think is more concerning to everyone out there, what happens during the winter, question mark, are we going to have another Arctic freeze. So basically there, he is implying that a cold winter um, will definitely increase demand. He went on to say, when you get in the winter, what you really have to worry about is this non-discretionary uh, demand. Now, non-discretionary uh, demand basically refers to the essential spending on goods. Um, so this is the essential buying of oil. Basically, he is referring to your consumer going out and having to buy it because it's an essential in essence is what he's talking about there. Now, he goes on to say when it comes to oil um, and the possibility of $100 per barrel. Um, He goes on to say, I see that as kind of a lower probability scenario. That is if everything goes wrong. If we have Arctic weather, if we got glitches, breakdowns in deliverability in the supply chains, that is a possible scenario. But I don't see that likely to be sustainable. So he's saying $100 per barrel um, is probably not sustainable, but it's possible. Um, And when it comes to oil prices, he says, quote, I don't really hear anybody talking about the prospects of a mild subdued winter. I think given all the uncertainty over weather and climate change, we could see a wild ride here. So he's basically saying there that there's going to be quite a bit of speculation around oil 
And that is going to need to be a focus and it could create um, some pretty darn big spikes in oil prices. So very interesting stuff coming out of John Driscoll here. Overall, it seems that he expects higher price action in oil, but nothing crazy, nothing like 100 bucks a barrel for a long period of time. Now, he also went on to say that OPEC's plus decision um, to basically hold steady with their plan, only that 400,000 barrel uh, increase, um, he basically said that was, quote, very prudent course of action. Um, so he felt that it was prudent, um, but it wasn't over the line or under the line. So overall, he cited OPEC's plus uh, supply decision earlier this week, a deep cold winter, non-discretionary buying in Europe, uh, fuel shortages in Europe, and China's energy shortage, all as um, issues currently affecting the price of oil. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, what is going on with the analyst? Bank of America reiterated Facebook as a buy, and Facebook, as we know, has been a topic of the past few days due to that whistleblower that came out and basically accused Facebook of putting profits over the health of of users, especially children. Not good stuff, not a good look for Facebook. Bank of America saying here with this reiteration as a buy, quote, we see potential for new regulations for Facebook and the social industry, including requirements to share data with outside researchers, new protections for underage users, or new regulations on what content algorithms are able to amplify. So an interesting call out of Bank of America on Facebook um, and Facebook today, not reacting the best, but not terrible. You take a look at the performance of Facebook and it's currently sitting pretty much flat up just to 17 cents after a massive drop off the highs of 380, currently sitting at 333 bucks per share. Now, JP Morgan reiterated Apple as overweight saying, quote, while the supply ramp on the new iPhones has been lower than typical beyond what was already a slightly delayed start of production due to issues with the camera module, the magnitude of those constraints are moderating at this time. And Apple is well positioned for strong sales quarter in fourth quarter um, and then board Q1. So basically here they are saying that they believe while Apple did have some slight issues with the rollout of the new iPhones, that sales will come in pretty darn solid. Um, and they expect a pretty good next few quarters, especially in reference to the iPhone. You take a look at Apple stock today and it's currently trading at 141 bucks a share up just five cents today. Still way off those highs of over $155 per share. Now shifting into a call by Je uh, Morgan Stanley here on General Motors. Um, they said, quote, GM is trying to solve for decarbonization and autonomy, two of the hardest challenges in business today. One that requires the best people and prodigious amounts of attractively priced capital. Ultimately, we think the best measure of GM's success will come down to its ability to attract the best people and lowest cost of capital to the mothership. That's Morgan Stanley reiterating General Motors as a top pick. Interesting call there. Currently today, General Motors is trading down 0.63% at $54 per share. Now, shifting into our last and final call, Goldman Sachs reiterated Coinbase as a buy, a crypto play. Especially, this is important, as Bitcoin today um, jumped to a nearly five-month high above $55 thousand dollars. Now, Goldman Sachs reiterating Coinbase as a buy saying, quote, we expect the focus of the call to be around the regulatory environment and whether there are any signs that other new products on the crypto side could be at risk from the tightening regulatory backdrop. 
Although we believe street models weren't baking in much in this regard. So basically Goldman Sachs here liking Coinbase. They don't think that the regulatory environment is as much of a risk as some investors think. Um, and overall liking the crypto world and Coinbase as a name in that space. Now shifting into this big call on steel by Goldman Sachs. And this is not just an analyst call, but I would say it's more of a call um, out of Goldman Sachs on the steel market. So analyst Emily Chang downgraded U.S. Steel um, to sell and she downgraded Nucor to neutral and that is from a buy rating. Wow, and this was today and basically it was all on steel prices and a possible pullback in steel prices in early 2022. She said, quote, U.S. domestic hot hot rolled coil steel prices have averaged over $1,500 per ton in 2021 to date, greater than one 140% above the historical price levels. While part of this has been driven by strong demand and lagging supply response, we believe the market may be anticipating a correction in the coming months. As additional imports volumes arrive and new capital uh, capital capacity or capacity begin operations. So basically she is saying there a possible pullback from these extremely elevated prices compared to historical price levels is very much possible and that steelmakers such as U.S. Steel and Nucor will suffer from that pullback. Um, and the firm actually was not entirely negative on the steel market. She went on to upgrade Cleveland Cliffs to a buy from neutral um, and really Goldman here cutting their price target on Nucor to $108 per share from $123 and cutting their price target on U.S. Steel from uh, 34.21. So pretty bearish on Nucor and U.S. Steel. Meanwhile, pretty bullish there on Cleveland Cliffs and overall not too confident in the steel market. That is another episode. This is another briefing. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, feedback, um, tweet me at Luke Donate on Twitter. Thank you for listening. And we will be back tomorrow with... Once again, a deep dive on Tesla. Thank you for listening. Easily Profit Trade on, and I will see you then. 